Welcome to a very special edition of Horror Shop Radio. This is our first story to come from an outside source. It was written by Damon Price, whose name you might recognize as the composer for our last few episodes of Horror Shop Radio. This score was especially important to him as it was for a story that he wrote and submitted. In Search of Succubus was written several years ago as a screenplay for a short film and has been sitting on the shelf collecting dust for far too long. When Damon brought it to my attention, I felt the story was an absolute perfect fit for Horror Shop Radio. So we worked together to adapt it into this awesome audio play, which you're about to listen to. I'd like to thank Damon for all his hard work and contributions, and for coming up with some amazing ideas. It was, and is always a pleasure to work with you, Damon. And I'm so happy that we were able to bring your story to life within the walls of the horror shop. With the help of some truly amazing voice actors. This is also the biggest cast to date for an episode of Horror Shop Radio. So while it was challenging, it was still a total blast to put together. The Shopkeeper narrative segments are also beginning to have some more depth to them. And with one more episode after this one to conclude Season 1, we definitely have some interesting surprises in store. So stay tuned to the end of the credits to see where this is all leading. Now, before we proceed, I would also like to mention that this particular episode of Horror Shop is not safe for work. As most of our stories contain adult content, this one takes it just a bit further than usual. So we just wanted to extend the warning as a courtesy to our listeners. And now, without further ado, I present to you Horror Shop Radio, Episode 7, In Search of Succubus. Enjoy the show. This program may contain content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Interrupt this broadcast to bring you tonight's special presentation. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life. Well, I've heard a man has chastened, but this is something new. He destroyed himself. How true that will be. This brain has been drained. It must be a mutation, a freak of nature. Use a serum that will heal you whether you're rabid or not.
Oh, for hell's sake. Are you kidding me? Damn puddles. Now my trousers are soaked. All right. Keys, keys, keys. Now where the hell did I put them? Oh, yes. There they are. What do you know? Now, inside the shop to dry these old bones. What? Oh, come on! What's with this thing? Now, right, seriously? I knew I should have had that awning fixed. It's raining snakes and toads out here, and there is something wrong with this godforsaken key! Well, hell with it. Sometimes you just need to improvise. Would you look at that? Superman punch. Nah, much better. Dry as my grandmother's skin in hair. <laughs> and the ceiling leaks. Of course, why wouldn't the ceiling be leaking? And then there's the glass door I need to replace. Oh, tonight's off to a great start. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Shit fire and save matches. You just scared the other living hell out of me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's my job. Well, one of them anyway. Okay, and what's the other? And wait, who the hell are you? And how did you get in here? Messenger! Um, come again? I am the messenger! That's my job! Deliver messages to people and uh, you! Uh, well, excuse you. What's that supposed to mean? He sent me to deliver this message to you! Who sent you? To deliver what? Ah, just give me that. <clears throat> Dear shopkeeper, if you're reading this, then by now you've met Toby. He's the new messenger. My personal errand boy. That's me! That, that, that's me! I am Toby! Uh, yes, yes, I gathered that, you putts. Yep! Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Also, if you're reading this, I know by now you've also broken your way into the shop, since your key no longer works. Yes, I changed the locks. What? Wait just a second. How does he know we don't... We don't have any cameras in here. Oh, never mind. There's more in a letter. You think? The locks aren't the only change. In fact, there will be many changes around here moving forward. Your upkeep of the shop has been subpar, to put it mildly. Subpar? Just who does he think he is? That, uh, that no good? Uh, uh, Still more to read. All right, Toby. Shut your pie hole before I call the Goblin King to come take you away. That sounds nice. I could 
Station. <laughs> you have consistently let deviants into the shop to wreak havoc inside these walls, always needing to fix and repair the place. You seem to have lost all control, and I simply cannot allow this to continue. Uh, I will be arriving soon, very soon, to administer a quality check and assess the damages. I will see you soon, very soon, for your yearly job review. Sincerely yours, the landlord. <gasps> Well, I'll be going now. Mind your pierced thumb. Oh, come back here. You're not going anywhere. Who gave you this letter? Who gave this letter to you? It can't really be from the landlord. I, I haven't seen the landlord in... Well, come to think of it, I, I've never met him. I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> never mind that. Toby, you and I have some chatting to do. In the meantime, listeners, it's time for this episode of Horror Shop Radio. This one is about a fellow named Gabe, who, let's just say, hasn't had much success with the ladies. Until, that is, he finally discovers the secret to finding true love. <laughs> Maybe... He'll get lucky tonight. <laughs> I call this one In Search of Succubus. Come back here, Toby! Uh, so hey, my name's Gabe. I, uh... Well, I live alone. I mean, not really. I share an apartment with my friend. I mean, well, he's kind of more like my pet. My little fish dude. His name is Mr. Pickles. Come to think of it, I don't really have too many friends. Like, none, actually. But, well, I've been trying to meet someone, so that's something, right? Like, Trying the dating scene thing, you know? I've only been on a few dates, but they... Well, they haven't been going too great, really. I mean, I don't know what it is with these chicks. They just don't get me. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, this first chick, um... Tanya. No, no, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I thought things were going great. I even took her out to this fancy restaurant place, and... Well... I mean, I love horror films. Oh my god, the more graphic, the better. Did you ever see Green Inferno? I mean, the scene where they cut off the arms? Oh, and those ants? Oh, it's just the best. A truly realistic impression of what potentially happens out there in the jungles of the Amazon. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> well, um, I never thought of that. Like, ever. Well, you have to see it. I mean, we could head back to my place and watch it on Blu-ray. 
it's not as good as 4K resolution, but the movie isn't on 4K yet, so we are stuck with the Blu-ray, but I, I've seen worse. But, um, we haven't ordered yet. Oh, uh, oh well, uh, you, you know, maybe we can, like, um, get it uh, to go, you know? And take out food under candlelight... And the cannibals of the Green Inferno? It's the ideal date night! What do you say? Um, you know, I think I may have to head home. I promised my, uh, my horses I would give them a bath. Oh, well, what's wrong with bathing them tomorrow? Um, <laughs> you know, I, um, I never break a promise to my horses. Hey! Where are you going? <sighs> Was it something I said? See what I mean? Like, I just don't get it. I don't know where I went wrong, but... Uh, but that wasn't nearly as bad as the date I had with Roxy. Caesar salad, hold the croutons. And is the pasta available gluten-free? I'm sorry, ma'am. We don't have that. <laughs> <sighs> That's fine. I'll have the spinach artichoke. Wonderful choice. It's even organic. Perfect. <laughs> and you, sir? Well, my order is more down-to-earth. I'll have a pizza pie. And I don't care what your crust is made of. <laughs> of course, sir. I guess being a vegetarian isn't enough these days, huh? Oh, you're a vegetarian? That's great. I mean, who could ever eat such precious animals? I could care less about the animals, to be honest. I just don't want those toxins, steroids, and growth hormone they pump into those things, you know? I mean, have you seen the deformities that come out of those chicken farms? God, so fucking gross. And like... What's with the gluten? I mean, the whole thing just seems like a silly fad, doesn't it? <laughs> My mother died from celiac disease. You insensitive asshole. Smooth talking, dude. Smooth talking. Ugh. I guess I don't have much of a way with words, but I mean... Isn't a guy allowed to have an opinion? And come on, I mean, how the hell was I supposed to know about her dead mom? Oh, oh, and then there was Josie. You'd think I'd know when to keep my mouth shut by now. I tried. I really tried. It never ceases to amaze me how boorish men have become. I mean, I can open my own door. I certainly don't need anyone to pay my way to a movie or dinner. So, I guess it's your lucky night to save a few bucks. Uh, uh... I don't care what anyone says. A woman can do anything just as good as a man. It's just a shame our vice president has to play second fiddle to a senile old man. It's only a matter of time before we take over the White House, let alone the world. Sky's the limit. Good evening. What can I get for you? Mm, oh, yes. I'll have... The lovely lady and I will start off the night with some of your best 
the goat cheese stuffed mushrooms look especially appetizing, wouldn't you say? We'll take an order of those. What in the hell are you doing? Uh, um, uh, uh, um. <laughs> Do you actually believe I need you to order for me? Uh, I can order for myself, you ignorant, chauvinistic pig. In fact, I think I'll get a ride home by myself. <sighs> smooth. Super smooth. Pickles! How's my Mr. Pickles today? <laughs> Ungrateful little fish. <sighs> Gotta be something decent on TV tonight. Yes, today's women's rights rally took place in downtown Treachery. Women came from all over the state to gather today in support of the New Horizons Abortion Clinic, which is set to open this summer in Beckett Square. As you might imagine, many protesters were there to make their feelings known as well. Our very own Anita Dick is on the scene. Thanks, Dan. I'm here in Beckett Square with one of the male supporters who came out today in support of the new clinic. His name is, uh, um... Randy. Randy Finkelstein, the one and only. Well, Randy, did you have something to add? Oh, yeah. I fully support women's bodies. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wait, what did I just say? Uh, l l let me start over. Women's rights, yeah. I mean, it's their bodies, you know? They should have every right to decide what to do with them. <laughs> Could have used your advice earlier, pal. 
These women have come such a long way. It's great that they've taken the time away from the cooking and the cleaning just to be here today. Um, okay? In fact, I'm here for the emotional support that they need. Need a shoulder to cry on? I'm your guy. You know, they don't call me Handy Randy Finkelstein for nothing. Here's my number. Maybe they can, uh, I don't know, put it up on that screen there if anyone's interested. Alright, that's all for now. I'm Anita Dick for WTF News. Back to you in the studio, Dan. Say, what are you doing later, sweet cheeks? Oh! Oh, oh gotcha! <laughs> oh, I love these rallies. It was the worst feeling to see my husband completely powerless. I wanted to help him, but I couldn't. I was wearing him down every night. Every night, she would appear as this beautiful woman and climb on top of me. The next thing I know, I was fighting for survival as she viciously took me. The succubus can take many forms and knows what female you find most attractive. They have been trained by their masters how to lure men into a sense of security. I couldn't tell what was draining me. Her power or the effort I had to put in every night to fight her off. The man eventually becomes so weak as these things feed off his energy. It's what their masters desire. In fact, some of their intentions are even darker in nature. But she is so beautiful. I mean, wouldn't it be worth the cost? Mr. Pickles, don't you agree? Oh, what the hell do you care? Of course, if you weren't a beta, I'd have a beautiful fish mate for you. There's got to be more about this online. Okay, Google, let's see what you got. So, I need to somehow summon one to let it know that I'm more than willing. <laughs> Let's see. Wiccan shops. Hmm. Inner Sanctum Apothecary. Winter Falls, Massachusetts. Mr. Pickles? Looks like it's time for a road trip. And that's exactly what I did. Hopped in my 78 Gremlin and trekked the two hours all the way to this little town called Winter Falls. Somehow made it there in that old jalopy without breaking down. A pretty miraculous feat, honestly. Anyways, so this town was nestled in the mountains. Lots of winding roads and waterfalls along the rocks. It was real foggy, too, so that made the trip even longer. I mean, it just felt like I kept driving and driving the road to nowhere. But eventually, I found the place. Inner Sanctum Apothecary. I pulled into this little parking lot alongside the building. It was painted black. Like pitch black. An old wood and cobblestone shack that looked like it had been there for centuries. At this point, the moon was out and it was starting to get dark. So I hurried inside to get what I needed, realizing it was going to be an even longer ride home.
Huh. Ah, what do we... Uh, what the hell is this? Some kind of magic potion? Alright. Now, to find what I came for. Let's see. Are you looking for something in particular? <laughs> oh, damn, lady. You scared the shit out of me. Whew. What? Where did you even come from? My apologies. I didn't mean to frighten you. I'm Rose. This is my shop, of course. Oh, hi. And what do we have here? Um. Mm -hmm. uh, uh. You do understand what some of these items can do, don't you? What they can open. Uh, it's not against the law, is it? <laughs> well, that depends, dear boy. There are many types of laws from many types of places. Um, so you have these items? I do. Let me get them for you. Now, listen carefully. You want to make sure you draw a circle, very clear and precise. And if even one of these potions aren't dispersed properly, it will render your circle ineffective. I recommend you use the utmost caution. And... A measuring glass. I have some here if you need one. Yes. Please. I would appreciate that. Here you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Oh, and Gabe. Make sure to follow my exact instructions. To the T. Oh, don't you worry, ma'am. Wait. Uh, how did you know my name? Ah, uh, never mind. Thank you. Thank you for your help. <laughs> You're going to need it. So, after an even longer trip home... With once again, my junky old gremlin showing its superpowers, I made it back to my apartment. My anticipation was rising with every second of the ride back. I couldn't wait to get inside and see if the stuff really worked. I'd been trying so hard to meet the right girl, but this could really be what I was missing the whole time. I, I mean, fuck! All my dreams were about to come true. I raced up the stairs to my apartment and threw on some fancy pajamas. Gotta set the mood, right? I then cleared a large area in the living room and took out the items I had purchased at the shop. I grabbed a piece of chalk and began to make a circle. 
but hesitated when a thought ran through my mind. If she can't cross the circle, then we can't... Uh... Yeah. Oh, what are you looking at, Mr. Pickles? Fuck it. Look, don't judge me. I mean, that's not all that I cared about. But you're talking to a guy who's... <clears throat> who's never been laid. Shh! Don't tell anyone. It's embarrassing. Good thing I'm saying all this in my head. <laughs> I mean, nobody can hear me, right? Uh, anyway, I couldn't have this circle putting limitations on my darkest fantasies and deepest desires. So I stamped it out with my feet and erased the chalk lines from the floor. I then took out the potion bottles the witchy lady gave me and began carefully dripping them down the walls, like the instructions said to. She had given me an old, tattered spellbook as well, so I opened it up and began to recite the incantation written inside, at least as best I could. It looked like it had been handwritten in ink a long time ago, and the letters were poorly weathered. I gave it my best shot. The woman of my dreams was within my grasp. I could feel it. So black is this fire, so foul this desire. Succubus, I call to thee, awaken now. Rise up from your ancient slumber. Come to me now, I command thee. Fulfill these ungodly desires and grant these lustful wishes of mine. Virtus, Spiritus, Dominator, Omnibus. Through boundless chasms of death, something wicked is abreast. I knew this was all a bunch of hocus-pocus bullshit. How could I be so dumb to go through all this trouble for nothing? <sighs> Rhetorical question, Mr. Pickles. <sighs> I guess I'm just doomed to live out my life as a stupid virgin loser. Fuck! Me. Sometime after this, I must have fell asleep. Judging by the clock on the wall, I'd been out for a couple hours. I woke up on the couch to a bright red light shining over my face. I rubbed my eyes and squinted, realizing this light was coming from the doorway to my bedroom. Mr. Pickle's tank was perched on the end table opposite my couch. I noticed even his little beady fish eyes were focused on the red light as well, as it enveloped his fishbowl. I sat up a bit, repositioning myself on the sofa and trying to adjust my eyes some more. Suddenly, a silhouette began to appear, partially blocking out the light from my face as the shadowy figure began to advance toward me, 
its features came into view. There she was, a beautiful woman. She was wrapped in a silky veil that seemed to billow around her by an invisible wind. Her sumptuous body glistened through the see-through shroud she wore, her erect nipples poking through it like daggers. Her hair was long and dark and flowed around her like the mane of a lion. Her eyes glowing like burning coals on a fire. What was I seeing? Was this a dream? My eyes were surely deceiving me. I shuddered as I tried to speak, but no words could escape my lips. I was in awe of this specimen. She was perfect. As she got closer, I could see her eyes squint slightly, as if somewhat confused by my admiration. Where is your fear, mortal? As she spoke these words, her eyes gazed down at the remnants of what was once a circle on the floor. The one I decided to erase. Her eyes returned to mine as she met me with a devilish grin. Slowly, one foot at a time, she stepped over the former circle and approached even closer. I was paralyzed. I couldn't move a muscle, except for the one between my legs, which I could feel growing harder and harder with every subtle movement she made. She leaned in close to me, her lips only centimeters away from my own. Her nostrils flared as she began to sniff me. She rested her head along the side of mine, whispering in my ear. I smell no fear in you, only arousal. Take me, I beg of you. She looked deep into my eyes, so deep it was as if she was penetrating my soul. I was in a trance. I couldn't move, couldn't blink. Her long arms extended towards me. Her hands were hot to the touch. Long, sharp nails protruding from me. She ran them through my hair, combing it gently until... Ouch! I flinched as her jagged nails scraped across my face. I felt a drop of blood trickle down my cheek. It stung, but I kind of liked it. Before I could even muster another thought, she powered me downward onto my back, lunging onto the sofa and slithering over my body. Her lips seized mine, her tongue darting inside of my mouth like a javelin. Her ferocity was more than I could have ever imagined. I succumbed to her powers and submitted to her domination. This was everything I had ever dreamed of and more. Oh, man. 
Shit. How long have I been asleep, Mr. Pickles? The sun was peeking through the curtains, just about blinding me in the process. I realized I must have slept through the night on the couch with a couple springs up my ass. It definitely was not the comfiest. I felt like total dog shit. As I made my way to the bathroom, I slapped some water on my face, trying to gather my senses. <sighs> oh, shit! What the fuck? As my sight came into focus, I saw myself in the mirror. I realized I had long scratches along my cheeks. They ran down my neck and across my chest. I turned to the side, trying to catch a glimpse of my back. I could feel the soreness of my muscles with every movement of my body. As I turned, the wounds stunk, separating the skin of the perfect cuts that extended down the length of my back. I was in pain, but now I knew. It wasn't just a dream that I had. Last night really happened, and I couldn't be happier. Fuck yeah! Score! That day, I was more excited than I'd ever been in my whole life. I got dressed and ran out of my apartment, practically dancing in the streets. Whoa! Watch where you're going, pal. I stopped at my local coffee shop and got me a cup of joe. Here you go, sir. I was in such a good mood, I gave the barista a $10 tip. Oh, gee whiz. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You have yourself a wonderful day now, miss. I stopped by the flower shop then and purchased a dozen red roses. For my new lady friend, of course. I had to make a good impression if I was going to get lucky again. This'll do the trick. Here's a little something extra for all your help, sir. Twenty dollars? We don't usually accept tips, but, uh, well, thank you. You're very kind. On my way back home, I noticed several of the parking meters along the street were expired. An extra hour for you, and you, and you. I was feeling so good, I figured, what the hell? I paid them all off so the cars parked there wouldn't be ticketed. Yeah, you know? It feels good to do good. When I got back home, I made sure to get in a good shave. It was painful to go over the scratches on my face, but I didn't care. Out! I found an old suit in the closet that I hadn't worn since my grandmother's funeral five years ago. Yeah, this'll work. It didn't fit so well anymore, but hey, that's all I had, and I had to look my best. You know, for my big date, I was so excited. The thought of her body against mine, her hair thrashing in the air as she had her way with me. All that power she commands, the anticipation was killing me. I just couldn't wait to see her again. So I grabbed my potion bottles and started skipping around the living room like a little schoolgirl. I threw my hands in the air, splashing the liquids on the ceiling, on the walls, anywhere I could. Finally, I leaped onto the sofa, squirted some breath mint spray into my mouth, and then I waited.
A few hours must have passed as I'd fallen asleep again, awaiting my visitor. I awoke suddenly as that red light once again seeped into the room through the cracks of my bedroom doorway. As the door opened, I could see her advancing toward me. She was back, and she was coming for me again. The red light began to spill into the rest of the room, illuminating the roses I had set in a vase on the end table. I could see her looking at them. A gift. For you, my love. She picked up the bouquet and held them to her face, deeply breathing in their essence. As she did this, the petals slowly began to wilt, rotting away in a matter of seconds. She then opened her mouth wide, taking what was left of the flowers and feeding them to herself. I could hear the thorny stems of the roses snapping and scraping the insides of her cheeks, the decaying rosebuds sloshing around inside her saliva as she masticated this gift I had presented to her. However you like them, my dear. I was startled by this at first. As she finished her meal, that devilish smile returned to her lips as she stared into my eyes, again, boring a hole into my soul. In a flash, she thrust herself onto me, the couch almost tipping over in the process. Oh, yes! The same as before. I surrendered to her power as she ravaged my body. It wasn't long before I blacked out. When I woke, a smirk came over my face as I remembered what had happened. But as I slowly came to and began to sit up on the sofa, the smirk began to fade. Pain. I could feel the pain encapsulating my entire body I was so sore. As I attempted to stand, my legs almost giving out from beneath me. I hobbled to the bathroom, my arms and back aching so much. It was as if my insides were engulfed in flames. I had a massive headache, and if I didn't know better, I'd say I must have went off on a real bender last night. As I peered into the bathroom mirror, I was taken aback by my reflection. I looked ragged, weak, dark circles around my eyes. My hair appeared to be thinning. As I reached up to brush it back with my hand, a large clump of it came loose and tumbled into the sink below. As I stared down at it, I could feel my face stinging. Looking back in the mirror, I squinted and noticed several new gashes across my face. I swear I hadn't seen them a second ago, but there they were, plain as day. I looked like a fucking scratching post for a jaguar. 
Ah! I guess sometimes... Love really hurts. <laughs> Ouch. I opened the medicine cabinet, searching for antibiotic ointment or something to treat my wounds. I found one, but as I squeezed the tube, a watery mess drizzled out of the end. Kind of like when you open a mustard bottle without shaking it. Gross. And definitely not enough to fix my current situation. Huh. I bet that witchy lady at the apothecary has an ointment that'll work. Guess I know where I'm headed today. What? Pickles? Ah, oh, you're just jealous because I'm getting some supernatural poontang. Well, all you get is flake and algae. <laughs> ah. Nice to see you, ma'am. No need to be so formal. I told you before. You can call me Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something you find amusing? Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry, just reminded me of the last time I bought these roses and... Uh-huh. Well, never mind. I see. So, I, I was wondering, don't witches... I mean, uh, Wiccans have... Uh, uh, healing potions? Well, now that depends on what you need healed. But judging by your face, roll up your sleeve. Uh, sure. Give me a second here. Give me your arm. Uh. Now. <laughs> now, I told you. I clearly told you about the circle. Well, maybe some people aren't afraid of what's beyond the circle. Maybe some people are just plain stupid and have no idea what they are messing with. Summoning without protection can get you killed. Oh, that won't happen. You just don't understand the connection that can form between a man and a, a... Connection? Wait. You're not actually... Listen, lady. Spare me the lecture. Do you have something for these scars or don't you? And while you're at it, I need more of those potions. <laughs> well, you know what they say. Money is money. If you have it... I'll sell it to you. What you do with it is on you. You do understand that, don't you? Oh, oh, it's on me, all right. Trust me, I know exactly what I'm doing. Three times a day, and leave your clothing off for a few minutes after you put it on the wounds. <laughs> You're not hitting on me now, are you, Rose? <laughs> because if you are, let me tell you, you don't want to mess with my girlfriend. <laughs> Neither do you, my boy. 
Neither do you. It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> Actually, I prefer the hose. <laughs> the demonic hose. Ah, <laughs> oh, lighten up, Mr. Pickles. Can't you see? I'm in love. I finished applying the ointment to my wounds and grabbed my shirt. As I went to pull it over my head, I remembered what Rose had told me. Three times a day, and leave your clothing off for a few minutes after you put it on the wounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I'll just leave it that way. She only tears them off anyway. <laughs> and so, I used the potions again on the walls. The ceiling, the floor, the furniture, anywhere I could. I used every last drop of it. I knew this was going to be a night to remember. I was ready to take our relationship to the next level. I lit some candles to set the mood. The liquids I had splashed about glistened in the flickering light of the flames. The room sparkled like a dazzling mirror ball at a disco. I sat on the sofa, taking it all in. Admiring the beauty of it all? Yeah. Come to me. Come to me, my love. I closed my eyes and waited, expecting to nod off like usual, only to be awakened by her late in the night. But before I could drift away, the silence was broken by a strange sound. Something was wrong. This wasn't how it normally worked. I usually fall asleep, and then she comes to wake me. But what... What was that sound I was hearing? I opened my eyes, and to my shock, I saw the red light. But not slivers of it like before. This time the entire room was glowing a fiery red and orange. Beams of light shot down from the ceiling as if there was no roof above me anymore. Just a, a cataclysm of light and the walls. The walls were melting. They seemed to be oozing a, a black liquid that dripped like candle wax onto the floor below. The floor! The floor was crumbling beneath my feet. I, I rubbed my eyes to wake myself up. This was surely a dream. Fuck was in that lotion she gave me. But as I blinked, I realized I wasn't waking from this nightmare. This was my reality. I looked across the room and saw Mr. Pickles, my beloved fish friend. White smoke was pouring from his fishbowl, and a tiny orange blob floating on the surface of the boiling water. Mr. Pickles! No! Truly, I didn't mean all those things I said to you. I swear, please, no, no. How could this be happening? 
Suddenly, across the room, in my bedroom doorway, I saw her. Her silhouette outlined in smoke, as if her body was smoldering. More beams of light radiated throughout the room, shooting out from the walls like lasers within the areas I had painted with the potions. Then, my dearest succubus approached. Her footsteps grew louder and louder, but the sound of them, not the quiet pitter-patter I was used to. I looked down, and to my horror, her frame was now supported by two cloven hooves. As the light washed over her skin, the softness of her flesh was now replaced by a, a crimson pattern of reptilian scales. She extended her arms outward, displaying large, eagle-like talons. I looked up in sheer terror as the top of her skull began to crack apart, giving way to two giant bones, developing outward like the horns of a black goat. Her beauty was being washed away, deteriorating right in front of my eyes as her body contorted, her back arching at an impossible angle and with the sound of a lashing scourge. A pair of hellish appendages burst from her shoulders like the bent wings of a bat. I knew now that I had gone too far, past the point of no return. Why hadn't I listened to the old witch lady? Why had I asked for this? What had I done? Tears streamed down my face as I came to the realization that this was my fate. And I had no choice but to accept it. I am ready, my love. As am I. <laughs> and just as soon as I was ready to surrender it all, I caught something out of the corner of my eye. Or did I? A shadowy shape, but one that was not that of my succubus. This was a, a much larger one. The shape began advancing from the doorway behind her. As it got closer, I saw just what it was. The thing stood behind her, nearly eight feet tall, its head almost touching the ceiling, or where the ceiling would have normally been. It was black as night, and its body was covered in lesions. Paws leaking out of its gaping holes. Its eyes were an icy, incandescent blue, and they were staring a hole right through me. This was the form of a male demon. I discerned this because of its giant, rotting, Palace. The vile thing hung at least two feet between its legs, maggots crawling in and out of its urethral meters. I could feel the vomit rising up into my throat as I, I threw up all over my chest. Some chunks splattered across the mouth of my succubus. She licked her lips, swallowing the bile, and looked down at me with a sickening grin. The wretched monster hovered over her shoulder, its grunts getting louder and louder. I had never felt such 
terror in my life. If this beast was here to kill me, if this was how it was going to end for me, well, at least I'd get some action one last time. At least I would die happy. Is, is he here to watch, my love? Have a, an audience tonight? <laughs> oh no, my dear. There's always room for one more. Tonight, we're having a threesome. <laughs> no, no, please, no, 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 I mean, Linda Blair is a goddess to me, okay? A freaking goddess. I'm so tired of this hero worship of Meryl Streep. Because I'm sorry, did she ever catwalk upside down? Did she ever get rattled violently in her bed? Did she ever spin her head all the way around? All while she was only 12 years old. 12 for crying out loud. I don't think so. No Meryl Streep for me. I love Linda Blair. I would die for her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. I don't quite know what you're saying. Oh, what the fuck? Did you... Did, did you just seriously mash up your fucking peas and spit them all over the fucking table? That's nasty. Yeah, I think I'm done here. Well, I guess there's just no one out there for me. Psst. Hey, dear. It looks like you're having a rough night. Why don't you come and have a seat at my table? I just might be able to help. Well, that one got me all hot and bothered. <laughs> now, since you're still milling around the place, Toby, why don't you tell me exactly when the landlord will be dropping by to conduct this quality check? Pardon me, sir. It's not my place to say. I only deliver the messages as they are. Oh, come on. I know there's something you're not telling me. 
Spill the beans already. Then you can go crawl back under your bridge for all I care. Well, he did say he'd be coming soon. Perhaps you should start preparing for your job review. But that's only my opinion. You know, you're not as dumb as you look, Goblin Boy. I think you're right. He could be here as soon as my next shift. Why, I have so much to do. So many things to get straightened out. The place is a mess. I'd better get to work right away. Can't afford to mess this one up. Certainly don't want to lose that bonus I have coming. All right, Toby. For all your help and service today, I have something for you I think you just might like. <laughs> uh, come over here. Um, okay. Sure thing. There's a circle outlined on the floor over there. Now, yes, that's it. Right where you are. Stay put. Now say, do you like barbecue? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> sure do. Well, boy, do I have a surprise for you. <laughs> now, close your eyes and count to three. Ah, uh, okay. Um, one, two, three! Ah! It beef. Why, it's the ultimate feast! <laughs> Until next time, greetings. Good night from the horror shop. You've been listening to Horror Shop Radio, Episode 7, In Search of Succubus. The story was written by Damon Price as an original screenplay. The audio play was adapted, directed, and produced by Matthew Bird. The cast included voice performances by Nathan Waltering as Gabe, Ghost as Taylor, Kirsten Alcoin as Roxy, Rachel Pulliam as Josie, Summer Harris as The Waitress, Will Pittenger as the restaurant patron, Carson Campbell as Dan the TV news anchor, Marty Anderson as news correspondent Anita Dick, Bill Pittenger as Randy Finkelstein, Lauren Moore played both the TV wife and barista, Jason G. Saris as the TV husband, Asad Shah, otherwise known as 23rd Ace, as the TV narrator, Margaret Ashley as Rose. Fiona McKinnon as the succubus, Doug Hess as the pedestrian, Mike Askey as the florist, Alicia Schaefer as the pretty goth girl, Don Miller as the jock guy, and Matthew Bird as the incubus. Also appearing in the narrative segments was Zasha Beervanger as Toby. The musical score for this episode was composed by Damon Price. You can visit his website at DamonPrice.com. That's D-A-I-M-O-N-P-R-I-C-E.com. Or check him out on Apple Music. The Horror Shop Radio theme music was composed by Steve Ville of the band Technokill. You can also visit their website at Technokill.com or on Apple Music as well. That's T-E-K-N-O-K-I-L-L.com. Additional featured music by Kevin McLeod and used on a Creative Commons license. Attributions are listed in the show notes. 
Post-production and editing by Matthew Bird. Additional sound design from freesound.org on a Creative Commons license. Cover art by Bill Pittenger. Special thanks to Tony Massa for his help with the Latin phrasing in the incantation. If you're enjoying Horror Shop Radio, please take a moment and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. This will get the show noticed more and help us to reach a broader audience. Stay tuned for information on our next upcoming episode, which will be the Season 1 finale. There may just be some interesting surprises in store. In the meantime, we'd like to invite you to check out a new offering from some friends of ours, Soul Twin Audios, a podcast that is sure to catapult you into the past. Offered are four different series ranging from a collection of old-time radio recreations, the continuation of a gothic soap opera called Strange Paradise, adaptions of stories from the public domain, and Salubrious Falls, an original horror audio drama which takes place in an eerie Midwestern town. Soul Twin Audios, featuring stories with the vintage soul in mind. You can find them at anchor.fm slash soultwinaudios. That's S-O-L-E Twin Audios. Stay tuned for their trailer after the credits. We thank you for listening to Horror Shop Radio and hope that you will subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also visit us at horrorshopradio.com or on our social media at Horror Shop Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Horror Shop Radio is a production of Horror Shop Films and Innovation Cinema Productions. Copyright 2021. And now, here's a trailer for Soul Twin Audios. Soul Twin Audios. Stories created solely with the vintage soul in mind. Modern day era driving you up a wall? Time travel not likely in your future? Then follow me for a healthy offering of yesteryear with old time radio theater. Your remedy for unwanted 21st century pain. Phobias Unlimited offers a variety of services, including but not limited to arachnophobia, flying, wrongful termination. (laughs) Every phobia provided on your behalf is guaranteed to promote the deepest sense of unrest, anxiety, and debilitating fear. Our agents are standing by to take your call. Look for us at anchor.fm slash soultwinaudios. That's S-O-L-E, Twin Audios.